going on? It's Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieved stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Trevor Hall over Zoom video. Trevor was born in Connecticut, but raised in Hilton Head, South Carolina. And we got a chance to hear about how Trevor got into music. He comes from a musical household. His dad was a drummer, musician, and his mom and sister can sing. They actually recorded on the album In Through the Body, which came out in 2020. So he talked about having them on his album, which is really cool. But Trevor started to play guitar and actually write songs at a very early age. He ended up attending an arts academy for high school in California. So he moved all the way from Hilton Head to California and stayed at a boarding school, boarding arts school in California. And while he was there, he started to really build a fan base for himself. He released his first album when he was only 16 years old. He ended up getting signed to Geffen Records before he had even graduated high school. So he talks about that. We hear about his experience actually on a major label. Trevor walks us through all of his albums, actually. It was really amazing to kind of hear the progression of his career. He talks about the first album he put out, This Is Blue, the self-titled record, Everything, Every Time, Everywhere. He tells us all about the album, The Fruitful Darkness, which he released completely independently. He actually had the album supported by his fans through a Kickstarter campaign. And the album went to number one. It was the first number one album that was written and recorded off of Kickstarter. And he talked about really the pressure of that album, having it supported by his fans. You know, he wanted to <laughs> make sure it was an awesome, awesome record. So he kind of goes through the experience with that pressure of uh, the fruitful darkness we hear about In Through the Body and all about his brand new album, which is called Trevor Hall and the Great In Between and the most recent single, Hello My Son. You can watch our interview with Trevor on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be amazing. If you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Trevor Hall. Amazing. Uh, I appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, my name's Adam, and this is about you and your journey in music. And we'll talk about uh, the new album and a couple of songs that you've put out thus far. Right on. Right on. I'm just going to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Good idea. Don't, Let me double check don't, mine. Don't, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> put right on. Sweet. I really love the uh, new music you've been putting out. That new oh, one's great. Thank you so much, man. That means a lot. Yeah. it's good. I have a seven-year-old son. So when I was listening to it, I was like, wow, this is you know, a great song. Seven years old? Yeah, seven years old. Wow. I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it's something for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess first off, you were, um, tell me, born in, you were born where in Connecticut, but you ended up moving uh, to South yeah. Carolina? Okay. Yeah, I was born in Connecticut, uh, but I moved when I was like two or three 
down okay. to South Carolina. Yeah, so I don't really remember too much of it. Um, but then my wife is from Connecticut, so I found I found myself back there a lot. You know, ever since we've met, uh-huh. um, so it's been kind of cool to like, yeah, visit like my dad and mom's like first house or oh wow, you know yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I grew up in South Carolina, small town. Uh, island Hilton Head Island, very um, beautiful, very very touristy. Lots of golf and tennis and beach life and those types of things. Yeah, I actually have been to Hilton Head. Uh, oh, okay, a handful of times. I'm originally from San Diego, uh, okay. living in Nashville now, but uh, my family, my dad's side of the family, is all from Cleveland, Ohio. So, like, okay. go to Hilton Head as like kind of yeah. like a family reunion type. Yeah, thing. <laughs> there was it like the connection between Hilton Head and like people from Ohio was crazy. Like <laughs> yeah. in the summer, it was like, "Where are you from? Ohio, Ohio, Ohio." Like, you know, there was some weird like, you know, the Ohio folks knew about the secret of Hilton Head or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, the one thing I'll never forget about Hilton Head was being from san diego and like the pacific ocean was always freezing i mean it would be yeah. in the summertime it'd still be like 60 something yeah and i remember going to hilton head for the first time and there wasn't any waves it was just kind of like flat but the water was yeah. like 75 80 degrees I was like, yeah it's like bath real yeah, yeah it's like, bath- like yeah it's crazy it's crazy uh, <laughs> that was my big uh, i mean i thought it was a cool town too i was really young when i'd go there but that was the one thing like always sticks out to me about hilton head was like Dude, the water was really warm there. It's so warm. It's so warm. <laughs> you know, I prefer I prefer like, you know, San Diego water because when it's that hot out, you know, in Hilton Head in the summer, it was like, you know, 100% humidity, <laughs> just like just so bloody hot. And, you know, the, you just want to cool off. So you like run out to the ocean and the ocean's like a jacuzzi, you know, you're like, <laughs> oh, whereas, you know, if you're in San Diego, I love you know, just get in and it's just beautiful. It just wakes you up. Yeah. yeah. Are you in LA now or no, I live in okay. uh, Colorado now. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. We've been out here for about six, God, six or seven years. Wow. Uh, awesome. And we, it definitely feels like home. Yeah, That's good. Yeah. It. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you come from a uh, fairly, I mean, pretty musical household, right? Dad was a yeah. drummer and uh, a even drummer. your, your parents or your mom and sister what are on like our your last record right or yeah that record? was more of a thing for you know for fun they were and when we were recording that tune uh I, I recorded the record in durham uh with brad cook and and they drove they drove up from hilton head you know to come come hang out you know for a day and and that was the song we were recording and we kind of needed some like background voices and i was like guys let's you know, do you guys want to be on the record? And they're all That's like, awesome. what? You know, and it actually turned out to be really great. And it was a really like special day to have my mom, my wife and my sister all, you oh, know, wow. singing all background. It. Yeah, That's it was cool. really sweet. Yeah. That's so cool. So uh, did your did your sister ever pursue music or was it just something that she knew how to sing as well? And what about mom? No, it's she just, a singer? More, just no, no, they're oh. just for fun. Yeah. Okay. But my dad, my dad was the real musician in the, in the house. And did he do it professionally? Like, is that what he, he did? He did, uh, you know, not like 
solely professionally but he has played many professional gigs like with his local band oh, cool. and stuff like that but not like that wasn't was never his like full-time profession gotcha. it was more of of you know his uh love you know and, yeah. and he'd do he'd do it when he could but he plays like even now like he plays the drums in church um wow. he plays out with all of his like local guys you know he'll be so great he'll text me and be like hey trev you know got a gig tonight you know <laughs> i'm like right on dad you know? <laughs> uh, so it's it's really sweet to have that connection yeah i was gonna say he's probably so proud of you i mean for what, yeah obviously what you've both, accomplished yeah. is insane so yeah they're all very proud so that's so cool um did you ever go see your dad play when you were young yeah yeah oh all the time yeah and he'd he'd bring me to like you know he'd bring me to like concerts uh you know local concerts all the time like brought me to like my first like jack johnson concert i was like in seventh grade or eighth grade oh rad and um brought me to blues traveler god we saw a lot of good shows ben harper um yeah a bunch a bunch yeah (laughs) <laughs> is, he, is that how you kind of got into music was through your dad 100 percent, okay. yeah my dad you know we had like a piano in the house and my dad always had his drum set up you know in the house and um had a few different instruments and was always you know like spinning records and you know had music playing and he was just such a music man um and yeah so it was just it was just always around and I just not I I don't know I just you know I just went for it um would you like did you take lessons in like piano or or was drums like your first instrument drums was definitely like what I was banging on at first you know um because you know naturally my dad being a drummer he'd like you know put me on his lap and like you know bang away in my Uh diaper which is crazy because that's what i'm doing with my son now which is like oh wow putting him on drums well yeah or just you know having him on your lap and having him bang away or that's awesome you know grab the keyboard it's like it's just wild to think about um but uh yeah um Sorry, I lost my train. No, no, no. yeah. Dad. So drums are the yeah. I uh, oh the dad, yeah, 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 yeah. So drums, and then what did you take piano lessons? I know you I did. Got- I took piano lessons a little bit, but like not really. You know, I was kind of like I kind of just was bouncing around as a kid because I was just like exploring like all these you know things. And I did take guitar lessons from like our local music shop. Um, and from my first guitar teacher you know and he would you know kind of write out tablature of like my favorite songs you know at the time and was a real like big influence there they they thank god for that family on the island the daily family because they were very they were like pioneers of music and arts they had a they had a family band a local bluegrass band um and um they had their own band between the brothers called the daily planet which was really cool <laughs> That's um the daily and, planet. <laughs> yeah because their last names were daily yeah. you know jev and daily and gavin daily yeah so that's who i kind of learned from growing up on the island mm-hmm. and thank god like i said they were there because if not like there wasn't really a lot of access to the arts and stuff like that mm-hmm. um you ended up what 
from guitar, did you go to, you moved to California, right? I did, like, yeah. I, so I kind of, I kind of eventually fell into guitar and stuck with guitar and was kind of teaching myself at that point. And, um, and then I went out to a boarding school in, in uh, California, an art school for high school. And that's where I really got like a lot of formal training. I majored in classical guitar. You know, I didn't know how to do anything. I didn't know how to read music. Like I was started way, way behind, but I had the, I think I had like a little bit of like natural ability, you know, that which uh -huh. kind of saved me a bit. But I did start from the bottom, you know, uh, how did there was you... there was kids in that school that were just, you know, like child prodigies that. Oh, sure. Were, yeah. As you know, it's an international school. So kids from all over the world and, you know, these kids that were playing piano since they were like, you know, eight Two. months old. And, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, know, you know, you're just like, whoa. But it was some of the best years of my life. I learned so much and had the most incredible teacher, Michael Kadurka. Um, and just, it was just amazing. It was very inspiring and, and learned a lot during that time. What took you out to the school? Like, how did you hear about the school or I mean, to leave? Well, at that time, you know, wasn't all many... the way across the whole coast, yeah. right? At, you had a young yeah. age to live out yeah. there. Yeah. Well, I was already out in California a little bit because I was, I was really into surfing. That was like what I wanted to do. I didn't really think that I was like going to like be a musician or anything. I was oh. like so into surfing and surf culture and um wanted to make like surf movies like jack and you know oh, yeah and like put my music in them like that was kind of like my vibe so i was kind i was already out in california um surfing and i was working at the surf camp and whatever things just started evolving more with the music you know they just started like i had my own little cd that i would like give to friends and Oh, wow. You're already like writing songs at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I was writing songs and like, I, um, I, yeah, just, I played like my first little show in LA that my dad's friends set up like, and it just was starting to happen naturally. So I was like, Oh shoot, I think I gotta like, I'm, you know, we're going to run with this for a second. And the surfing kind of got put on the back burner. And so when we decided to, you know, look for a school, an art school you know at that time i don't know what it is now but at that time there was only three boarding art schools you know high schools mm -hmm. there was idlewild where i went you know in, in near la near palm springs um there's interlochen which was in michigan and then i think it was like walnut hill which was in massachusetts and boston okay. and so i just even though it was far i chose to go to california because i had already kind of like set up a little community there i was getting some momentum i think you know or and um it just seemed like the best thing to do and also we visited the school and the it was like magical i was like oh my god i want to go to school here okay. um it was like up in the forest and like you know i i was in south carolina i was in like a prep school which was like uniform and khakis and <laughs> polo shirts and i just wanted to kill myself you know <laughs> and then all of a sudden i'm going all of a sudden i like up at this school like in the middle of the woods and these kids are have like purple hair and like going to class and like their pajamas and you know expressing themselves however they wanted to express themselves you know it was the complete opposite of 
what I was, you know, feeling in South Carolina where it was like, Hey, don't express yourself, fall in line, you know, type uh-huh. of thing. Sure. Um, and, um, so my heart and my, just my whole being just like exploded when I was there and it was just magical. Was so, so magical. Were you, did you go like freshman year on? So you were like, 13, I went 14? sophomore year on pretty much. So at what age were you like writing your own music and were you like singing? It was like a singer songwriter thing that you're doing. Yeah. Singer songwriter thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, um, I had just recorded one CD uh, that my dad for my 16th birthday, he like surprised me and like took me to his friend's studio on South Carolina and I recorded my songs. I had like 10, 12 songs or something of my own, you know, and I just recorded them, like had no idea what I was doing, you know, um, but you know, it just had, and then printed like burned. In those days, we like burned five hundred oh, CDs, yeah, you sure. know, <laughs> like, uh, and just passed them out to friends and stuff. That was it, you know. Oh um, wow! So I was, yeah, writing my own stuff at that point, and and while I was at school those years, I, my dad's like best friend who lived in LA introduced me to like my first like manager and they kind of like co-managed me, um, for, for, you know, kind of the, the first, yeah, like five years of my, of my career, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so when I wasn't at school, like up where on the weekends, I would, I would come down to LA almost like every weekend and like, play shows and like just get comfortable like being out play whatever like play like parties or play like anything events you know i was just like they were just trying to get me you know comfortable i guess like performing mm-hmm. and playing my own song so i really kind of was thrown into it like really right away and you ended up getting like signed to a major label and stuff while you're still I, in high school right so yeah so as that was happening momentum was kind of like building you know and um i my senior year i was like every weekend i was flying you know i would do be at school and then on the weekend i'd fly from like la to new york and i'd go to like you know the the whatever columbia building and i'd meet with like the president of columbia and i'm like you know like i'm like 17 years old <laughs> and i have like, no idea what's going on and i was in like a lot of like weird situations you know when i look back on it you know at the time i was like i didn't know what was i was just like this is cool you know like all these guys like think i got something or whatever you know mm-hmm. um and I was just kind of wanted to go back to like school so I could like be with my girlfriend or like, you know, yeah. hang out with my friend, you know, so it was just a weird place to be, you know? And eventually after, after some time, um, it got down to Columbia and Geffen. We were kind of like in this like bidding war between Columbia and Geffen and like Columbia would come with this and then Geffen would come with this going back and forth. And we decided at the end, like, you know, I think we want to go with Geffen. We were very connected, like with the guys that were the, they and our guys that were signing us. They were very good people. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I signed like my deal like my senior year of high school and like graduated high school and like moved to LA in my own 
like apartment and um it was like it wasn't as like the dream that everybody you know like oh you hit it big time you know you signed right. a deal you know it was a very kind of sad time for me because i had graduated high school you know all my friends are gone you know cuz supporting school like i i kind of pulled out of this community mm-hmm. thrown into la which is just this monster especially when you're like 18 years old oh yeah for right? sure you've never really lived on your own all of a sudden you're you have this like apartment and you got to like cook for yourself yeah, like clean a, for yourself yeah, you know being grow, an adult grow real you know? quick yeah exactly. yeah you know and i had no friends i knew nobody in la the only people i was hanging out with were like my manager and his friends which wasn't like healthy you know all the time you know you need to hang around kids and people your age young people so it was just and and everybody was you know i was i was recording my first record all all the geffen was super you know excited about it and but you know you had a lot of people telling you how to be or how things should sound and you're still a young person just trying to figure out who you are um it was it was just it was a lot it was a yeah lot. i can't imagine yeah. yeah they're kind of telling you oh this is what you should sound like i imagine it's a lot of that like they yeah. know best and you're probably like oh well I, you know i don't know if this is really me yeah for sure um and being somebody that is very like um gullible i think you know like and and just kind of I don't know. Just yeah, as a I, I am a gullible person. I just would listen, take in every opinion, and you know. Mm-hmm. And then I think I eventually, you know, you you just kind of lose yourself. You know, you haven't even found yourself yet. You know, you're like, I was still so young. You know, so it was a pretty crazy time. It was a pretty crazy time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I did learn so much, and I learned it very early on. And I think that really helped me and my years like ahead as a as an artist yeah and then you ended up what you went independent pretty soon after that or or you put a few records up prior to that no i didn't go independent right away i i i recorded a record uh-huh. for geffen and then there was like a change in personnel at geffen like the that oh, president yeah. left and then a new president came in ron fair came in right and and they like cut they like dropped so many people on their roster and and it was just like we were in this holding pattern like we couldn't put out this record you know that i had recorded and um you know this new president comes in and they have to kind of learn about everybody again so it's almost kind of like you got to prove yourself again Mm -hmm. to somebody else so that was like over the course of like a year and a half, a very frustrating time because we couldn't do anything. I bet. Yeah. You have music that you yeah, recorded. Yeah, You're like sitting yeah. kind of waiting oh around. Oh my God. It was just miserable. And then he came in, Ron, Ron came in as the president and um, didn't drop me, but said like, Hey, I, I don't like what you did. I want you to record something else. I want you to do a whole nother record. And at that time I was like, great i just want to do something because i've just been like sitting around you know so we recorded another record uh with um abe laboreal jr and his brother mateo and if you don't know who abe is he's like just one of the most amazing drummers his dad was 
um, an incredible bassist, I believe. Oh God, I hope I have that right. Abe Laboreal. And um, they were just amazing guys. And I loved being around them. And Ron introduced me to them and said, you know, I think you should do a record with these guys. So we did a whole new record and absolutely loved it. And um, seemed like Ron liked it and everything, you know, and this was over the course of the year. And then the record was going to come out. And like a month before it was supposed to come out, they dropped me from the label and then kept that and kept that record. So oh, over the what? course yeah, of, that'll, I've over heard the that course happen, of like just... three years, right. I recorded two albums. They both got shelved. And you I can't can, take the songs, right? They touch just, them. No, that's just, they them. take and them and that's it. Yeah. So it was just such a wild period. Um, and then when I, when I got dropped, it was actually kind of a celebration because it was this kind of freedom of like, okay, now we can do whatever we want. You know, we got to pay for it ourselves or we got to, you know, at least we're free. Right. Um, and uh, that's when I recorded a, my, it was like a, uh, acoustic album with my friend Chris Steele, who who was this percussionist that I'd played with for like years, with like my brother. We recorded um, a record called "This Is Blue," just at mm. just out of studio in the Valley, um, great studio, and um, and printed it ourselves and that and put it out. Um, so that's when things kind of huh, finally started to start rolling with, you know, music and getting it out there. So it was a long process a very up and down and sideways and, you know, crazy, crazy process. You know, it's like, you know, being a young kid from South Carolina, you know, you, you hear all like the horror stories of like the record industry and you're like, that cannot be true. You know, that's, <laughs> right. that's, you know, and then it happens to you and you're like, Whoa, you know that that that's just ay ay ay. You know, yeah, uh, it's crazy. It's just a crazy world, crazy industry. And with uh, with your self titled record, you went back to a label though, right? With I with, did. Yeah, so I, I was, were you kind of skeptical about that or no? Oh yeah, I was like, I'm never going to any label ever again. I was just, and I put out this, you know, this acoustic album. This is blue, mm -hmm. and um this this label approached us vanguard records um and they were completely different vibe than geffen you know they were more of an indie label um very you know there was there was like 10 people that worked at the label you know um and all of them just great human beings um and uh I, you know, I was very resistant for a while. And then my manager just said, look, let's just go, let's just go talk to him. You know, you don't have to do anything. Let's just go talk to him. And keep in mind that I had already talked to like almost every major label there was at that time, you know, mm -hmm. Hollywood records, Atlantic, you know, Jive records, you know, I mean, everything, you know, Maverick, you know, Columbia, Geffen, Sony, it was, you know, so I, I, I kind of thought like, oh, well, I've seen it all, you know, and I, you know, right. this, young, this young kid, I'm like, I've seen it all. You know? <laughs> <laughs> kind of uh, had at that yeah, point. I, I mean, mean, in a way, I to go in that young and yeah. then already kind of have the whole experience. Oh, my and God. I know. So live many lives very short. <laughs> I came in a bit jaded, but 
I was pleasantly surprised. It was a very like kind of family atmosphere and um, it was people that were like genuinely excited about music and genuinely excited about like building an artist like over time and not it being just this like let's just get a hit and one hit wonder or whatever do whatever it takes you know to and I was just you know I was impressed with them and and signed a deal with them for four records and most of my catalog you know Mm -hmm. came out with them you know I released four records with them and a live record I believe Um, and they were just amazing to to build my help you know get my career off the ground and that's that's when my i feel like my career like really started Mm -hmm. um and did you was it like what you know you sign and then you 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 put four albums out obviously with them and did you was it kind of like you're seeing yourself kind of grow as an artist as far as like replaying bigger shows and like was that i was just was there like a milestones at that that time i was just opening for anybody and everybody you know we we opened for you know the whalers and um a lot of like reggae jimmy cliff and and uh some of my like heroes you know um because because reggae music was really like one of the foundational like pieces for me growing up i was really into reggae so a steel pulse and you know all these all these folks and then i was then i was opening for like stevie necks you know oh (laughs) wow yeah and like colby calais and like (laughs) uh you know all these like more more just completely different from the reggae scene you know yeah i was like god just so many folks and then matis yahoo and um yeah god michael franti and you know so it it was just like i was just playing with anybody and everybody because i just wanted to get out there i was um Mm -hmm. and um and we finally had something to tour with you know we had a record we could sell it at shows and and um it was uh it was a very like tiresome time but it was you know it was when we were really putting in the work you know we were we were in that van you know map quest papers everywhere rental cars (laughs) you know motel six like staying with friends of friends of friends on their basement floor like it was just like it was it was the grind you know it Mm -hmm. was it was amazing you know um so yeah that was that was when those were like really like the formative years of when i was on vanguard and just really trying to really trying to get it going Uh uh-huh yeah and then with the with uh the fruitful darkness that's when you went back independent but you did it like kind of like crowdsource right i mean with kickstarter and so i did like the four records and then it was like you know we completed the deal you know um and it was kind of like do we want to kind of re like try to do another one or should we go independent you know and at that time the whole music industry had changed so much you know um it was so much easier to be an independent artist you know than when mm-hmm. i when i first started out it was like almost impossible you know um and we made the decision yeah to give it a go um and yeah did this crazy experiment and crowdfunded the the record and it was like 
it was just insane. It was, it was, uh, I don't know if I'd do it again. I don't know if I'd do it again, <laughs> okay. you know, yeah. because we got like way more money than I like ever expected. And I uh-huh. kind of got to a point where I was like, I feel a little weird about having this much for this project, you know? Um, and I almost felt like maybe a little pressure from, you know, cause everybody's like put their money, put into, money this, into you it, know, sure. it was, so I had this like kind of nervousness of like, I hope this is good. And like, we got to really make this, like, there was a little more like pressure with that, but oh, I, I was, yeah. but I would, you know, at the same time, I was so grateful. I wouldn't have been able to do it without, everybody's help i just didn't know they were going to help them right and then having like you said these are your fans putting money into it so it's like hopefully i can deliver what you know they they like or they want right cool (laughs) yeah yeah because i I was starting at that point i was starting to kind of i feel like take a step in another direction like Uh creatively so i also wasn't sure like oh i hope I, i i don't know you know, this yeah, is, what, this is where this, I'm at right, right now, you right, know, right. even though they got their money in this and like are supporting this, I, I still have to like take this step and it was ended up being beautiful and and nah, great. Um, huge but, record, right? Yeah, yeah, but it was just like super, I, yeah, I don't think I'd do it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then with the record you put out in 2020, was that something you had recorded like during the pandemic or like, where were you at when that all happened? And well, that, that was right that before album? the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, did you put it out before the pandemic? Well, no, we recorded it. Like, Oh, right recorded before. before. I was going to yeah. say, I thought you put it in tor- uh, uh, release yeah. it toward the end of the and, year. Um, I was very influenced by um, Bon Iver at that time mm-hmm. um, was like really getting into um artists that were like just trying to like stretch the the stretch out you know creatively and continue to push and take things like just out there you know Mm -hmm. and um i reached out to brad cook who had um who who was part of the bon iver camp and also the big red machine camp and um but has produced like so many of my favorite artists and favorite records. And he, and um, he, you know, picked up my call, which was awesome. And I said, (laughs) you know, I'd love to like work with you if you're open to it. And he was like, sure. Come out to Durham. That's where he's at Mm -hmm. in North Carolina. And um, went out there just to kind of see if we like, you know, vibed off each other. And like the first day, like, cause at that point I I had recorded a lot of songs like demos, you know, on my own, but I wanted to see, like, I wanted to see if I could, I didn't, I knew I could take them further and I, I needed help, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, when I met Brad, it was just like, Oh God, you know, he was just this, this just huge spirit of, creativity and joy of the process you know Mm -hmm. and just so inspiring and i was learning so much so fast and uh we like hit it off right away and after the first day i was like can please do my record you know Mm -hmm. so i went i went back out there did the record it was just an incredible experience 
Um, and while we were doing the record, you know, we were hearing like about this thing called COVID, you know, and, and it was kind of like, you know, but you're in, when you're in like the rec recording process, you're so consumed in that process. Like you don't, you shut out the external world. Right. You know, at least I do. Like you're just so consumed. It, it just consumes your world. You know, you wake up and you're just recording all day and then you go to sleep and you wake up and you're, you know, and um, you don't have a lot of space for anything else. But once in a while, it's like you hear like, oh, it's this COVID. Oh, oh yeah. My God, there's, there's like one case in the United States. Oh, shit. That's crazy. But you're like, oh, they'll figure it out. I know? remember that. You like know, living in the just, United States, we're like, yeah, that's that's someone else's yeah, problem. Yeah, usually, you're like, right? you're like, they're like, oh, they'll get it. You know, right. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, it'll um, die off before it makes it here. <laughs> <laughs> and then like and then. uh it was like, oh yeah, we heard there's like one in North Carolina where we were, you know, like whatever. Like, oh shit! <laughs> so I like finished the record. I was there for like a month, you know. We did the whole record, and I go to the airport to like fly back home here to Colorado. And I get to the airport, and there's like everybody is wearing masks, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? You know, I was really out of it. Yeah. And I get on the plane and I was like here and then it was like, I was, oh shit, I'm hearing about this everywhere right now, you know, cause it's I like kind of elbow came, high fives. And yeah, shit. I like kinda, <laughs> yeah. I kind of came back to the world and was like, what the fuck, you know? And, um, I got home and it was like five days later, the world shut down. Shuts it was like down. complete quarantine. So I like just made it home. Oh um, my gosh. And, uh, it was just like, wild because we just recorded this like you know amazing thing you know um and i wanted to share it now it's like oh god now what do we do you know yeah and there Did was you just hold on to it i mean like I well no we didn't i mean we kind of just like moved forward you know because we couldn't tour you know right and everything kind of went online and we had to make it work and so um we just and also it was like oh everything's gonna be okay by like may it was like two know? weeks in the beginning, and then right? it's like <laughs> yeah then it's like oh no no it got pushed to like july july everything will be fine right and then and then it kind of kind of came in like no no we're gonna this is a thing we're gonna, be, gonna be a minute a right yeah so we just went ahead with it and um you know i'm glad we did i'm glad we we put it out there because it like it kept me engaged and it kept you know kind of the, the flame burning a bit you know because like i said we we weren't touring you know mm -hmm. so yeah wow and you have the new albums coming out in, in september yeah so now we're here now we're with trevor hall and the, yeah and the great in between <laughs> yeah and yeah. The, the song we were talking about in the beginning uh hello hello my son was so are you like, I mean, I don't know if you're comfortable answering this, like how, how old is your kid? And like, was this like kind of a new venture? And is that kind of going to be a part of this new journey in the new album? Yeah, undeniably, you know, I think like becoming a parent, like, uh, you know, like having a new life come into your life, you know, your old life kind of dies, you know, oh, yeah. and, um, <laughs> you know, you're, it's, you're, you're whether you're ready or not you know you're thrust you're pushed into this new presence that you have to be in you know and so undeniably it's going to make its way out into everything you do in your life you know because yeah. everything's different now you know so um yeah i mean 
that the whole record explores that I think kind of place of um being dead to old ways you know not in a morbid or bad way you know right. just just like those things are, are dead now you know and there's a lot of new things that are have that have you know flowered but are also are still flowering and you're in this great in-between place you know mm -hmm. of you know being in that middle way you know um but what is that what is that place in every area of your life you know what does that mean and you know, spiritually you know what does that mean you know as a musician or um it, just exploring that question um, mm -hmm. because i think as 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 human beings are always um so comfortable uncomfortable in the in-between you know it's kind of like we need to know the answer you know we're either hot or we're cold you know we're either happy or we're sad you know uh we're it, it's we're, we're we we kind of view that middle space as like not a place to be i think but yeah. i think that in-between space is actually might be where we're supposed to not supposed to be but might be a uh more a healthier place to be overall um, in order for us to be open to everything and um, also to maintain a equilibrium in a way, you know? Right. Um, so all of that, you know, like to be in between creatively, you know, I'm kind of getting out here, but I'm just going to keep going. Like, no, I love know, it. <laughs> like, you know, creatively it's like, I'm in between in the sense of, you know, I feel like a lot of my old artistry, you know, um, or my old way of doing things, my old approach to like my creativity has changed dr drastically in the past couple of years. And that, so that way has kind of died and I'm, you know, stretching into this other, um, other, this new process for me is mm -hmm. new process of creating you know so be again being in that place of the in-between it's not like i like disregard everything i've done in the past as an artist sure. that stuff is always with me that stuff is always a part of me you know and it's not that i'm just gonna fully accept this new way of the future and <laughs> uh, you know make that my new identity it's not that either that's also a part of me now too and uh -huh. if i can stay in the in-between if I can stay in this present moment, which holds everything, um, that is the best uh, kind of uh, position, I think, to have the healthiest outcome for my mm -hmm. for my creative energy, you know? So it's just, you know, I'm talking it out with you now. It's just, I'm just figuring it out as we go, um, what that place means and how I can incorporate that that place into every aspect of my life yeah well hence the name of the record right i mean yeah. the great in between yeah you're kind of in that space of like yeah. old me and then now you know parent dad yeah. all that stuff <laughs> yeah. i mean i can still remember the most terrifying one of the most terrifying days of my life was like driving home from the hospital like with my son in like a car seat you're like Bro. well 
there's no help. <laughs> you know, know what I mean? Man. You're just that, like, I mean, and I remember moment. just driving slow. Like, I hope I don't get in a crash. Oh my like, God. Yeah. That it was moment, like man. so gnarly. <laughs> so gnarly. So gnarly. <laughs> it's the craziest moment. The craziest moment, you know. And you just Crazy figure it out, right? I mean, you, you get just home figure and it out. It's just, just that you are thrust. You are just, yeah, just pushed into <laughs> thrown in the moment. deep end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So wild. So um, wild. When you wrote Hello, My Son, was that a, like a song that kind of just came out like naturally? Or is, did you yeah, think really, too much about it, it? I mean, no, no, it really came out naturally. You know, that song is about the present moment. I think that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned. Like, with becoming a parent is like um is fully just trying to be in the present moment and connected in the present moment my presence is the best thing i can offer my son you know um and and everybody around me you know and so that became just a strong theme and you know the first lines i'm in the here and now you know and i don't even know how you know it's it's like you know, we can do all these like practices like meditation or yoga or, um, you know, whatever it is to bring us in the present moment. But for me, it was like nothing, nothing brought me in there harder than, you know, yeah, having yeah. a baby boy, you know, sure. so <laughs> it was just kind of like, whoa. And um, are these the golden years? It was just like, you know, it's just like realizing like, oh, my God, you know, this this time with like a fresh life. Um, it was like summer, you know, in Colorado and like sitting in the grass, you know, it was just like, oh, my gosh, this is this is incredible. I can't believe that this is my life now, you know. Mm-hmm. um it was just a celebration you know i'm in a brand new love hello to you my son it's just like a celebration of like you know welcome hi whoa this is just wild you yeah know? um so yeah it's a really fun song really fun song and i'm glad that it was a single you know it's it seems like a lot of a lot of folks have connected with it yeah, I I think it's a brilliant song, and I, and when I was listening to it, I was like, wow, like it, I I just connected to it instantly. I was like, well, I can like to- fully relate to all of this. I can, I can still remember yeah. like you know driving home from the hospital, like all those yeah, things, and, yeah, like, just tripping. I like, oh my gosh, like this is so wild, but like yeah. it's the best thing ever. And you know, yeah. it's, it's hard to explain to people that you know, I don't know, it's weird, yeah, but yeah, for uh, sure. <laughs> um, is it gonna be? I mean, you're doing a big tour coming up. I love your yeah. play Humphreys. What a cool spot in San Diego, right place. on the water. I mean, yeah. yeah. I love that. You know, I've only played that place one time and it was it was like so many years ago, over 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. Wow. And I opened for I think it was like Susan Tedeschi, I think. Okay. And That's... it was like um it was like I I I didn't realize like how nice it was until like after the fact I was like <laughs> whoa that because I was so enthralled with like seeing her oh um, yeah I bet you're kind of like you overwhelmed know, I'm opening, sure but now yeah I'm like whoa I get to go back and play that place like myself that's gonna be fun yeah you know, and you're so on the stage ex- you can look over and just see the boats like it's yeah. a cool spot it's definitely yeah, one of the cooler cool venues spot. in San Diego yeah, yeah very cool spot 
Um, but yeah, is it, are you going to be able to take your family on on the tour? This it, one, we, or, he, you know, he's done the last two tours with us. It's been amazing. We had everybody, wife, baby, dog, you know, the whole game. <laughs> that's you cool. Know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but this one, they're, they're not coming because my wife is releasing her debut book of poetry in a couple of weeks. Uh, oh, wow. So she's like just very, very busy at the moment. And when she's on the road, you know, it's hard because I'm obviously on, on the road. Busy too, yeah. and she's watching our son. So here, you know, it's better because she has help and um, and she needs to give her all to her project so um they're they're not coming on this one but i am kind of you know flying back a lot on my days off to to be with the kiddos so making it work that's cool man well i appreciate your time today trevor thank you so much thank you so much man thank you i appreciate it um yeah like i said i love what you're doing i can't wait to hear the full album and um i just have one more quick question for you before i let you go i want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists advice for aspiring artists that's not that's like a heavy question right at the end <laughs> i thought you were gonna be like you know what's your favorite you, color what's your favorite color <laughs> <laughs> sorry i guess um, well, some people have a quick answer but yeah. you take your time i mean i just no 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 i mean <laughs> you know it's just you have it's so cliche but you really just have to um you really have to s- stay true to your your artistry and your person you know um as much as possible and you are going to deviate you know you are going to get influenced and you are going to like make mistakes and you are things are going to fall apart you know but that in that falling apart is when you really like learn the most you know and um as long as you just stay true to yourself and your own craft you know i mean you just have to let everything else do what it will you know try not to get too sucked into that stuff that stuff will come you know if you're you know giving your all to that creative energy and being as true to that creative energy as you can um because so many people are going to tell you what to do so many people are going to tell you what they think so many people and none of it's right and none of it's wrong you know so you you really have to you know, just, um, be strong in yourself and, um, and believe in yourself really, you know, and just do, and just do it. You know, like if you're a musician, just play, just play all to whomever and wherever, you know, um, play in your living room, play at a big stage, you know, play at a coffee shop, play at an open mic, play for your friend, just keep doing it, you know, because through that experience is how you really like learn to be comfortable in yourself, no matter what environment you're in, you know, that's, that's what I think. I'm still learning that, you know, it's like, I still, I've been doing this for like 20 years and I, I still feel like I'm learning how to listen to myself and my voice and be confident in myself, no matter where I am or who I'm with, you know, it's not an overnight thing. So you got to be patient with yourself and love yourself and give compassion to yourself as well. You know?